beautiful at night. She didn't know anything about it. And so it was just so precious to see after 30 years, okay, they could do their vows without me and Pastor have to say vows. They said their vows to one another because after 30 years, you should know something, right? And so <laughs> they did, and it was awesome, and it was just a blessing to, to see, you know, nowadays to see. I, I call them trees, you know. We need more trees. And when you look out there and you see that oak tree, no matter what, what storm it's been through, you know, no matter what's came against it, it's still standing. And nowadays we need to see trees, you know, trees in, in, our ma- uh, in every part of, of God said, I came to give you life more abundantly. So in every part, I look at every part of our lives, our health, our marriages, our children, e- every part. We need to see some trees that have made it through the storms and yet they're still standing because it gives us all hope, right, that, that we can make it too. And so I just thank God that we, what a privilege and an honor to be able to support them in that. Even while here, we was hearing about, we haven't seen the pictures yet, but of, of Robert and Katya getting married and there's a, there's a tree beginning right there, all right? And we pray for that tree to grow strong and to stand strong. We pray in, in, in this house for every marriage today to continue in the Lord. Amen. There is hope. You guys, and I don't know what season. You might be going because we've, we've had them all. Well, let me not say we've had them all because we don't know yet. But we've had a lot, okay? So we've had the glorious and we've had the not so glorious. And we've had the breeze and we've had the hurricanes. But through them all, God has kept us. I said, God has kept us. I said, God has kept us. When, when even our hope left us, God kept us, right? When other people looked at us and said, I don't know how y'all still together, God kept us. And so I just want to put a little hope out there this morning in case the enemy's telling you that you can't or won't make it. Through Christ, you can do all things. He can take the impossible and make it possible, all right? And I don't want to leave somebody hopeless that's already got a divorce because sometimes we, we speak to the married people and somebody's sitting there and says, well, I've been divorced. What's going ha- to happen is you begin right here, right where you are in the name of Jesus, and you begin with that hope that God can begin again. He can do a new thing in you and a stronger thing in you because of what you have learned from your past. So there's no hopeless situation in the house of the Lord this morning. We thank God for he gives us hope through every season. And so we're just so glad to be back. So God, you know what I want to tell you how God, good my God has been to me? I just don't want to boast. I'm boasting God, okay? So I was seeing this thing, and it said most people that they don't go out of their um, their place of birth, you know, and they may go get to see two things in life, two other states or something in life. And so they had this little thing where you, how many states you have been through, you know, and I just looked on there and out of the 50 states that me and Pastor has been through, we've been through more of the 50 states than, than less, okay? And I was thinking, and it's all because of God. It's not something, it's just how God has honored and blessed us. And I, and I, I just thought about things that I would not have gotten to see. You know, I've been on cruise. I'm just saying this because it's not because of me and Pastor David. It's because of the honor and love that people have showed us. We've been on cruises that we would have never taken. I've seen things that I've, I, I don't know if we would have ever been 
Well, Pastor David's been all over the world, but I would say, because he's in the Navy, but I would say, man, I want to see some of those things. But And God has allowed me to go to Australia. On my, these were on my bucket list, you guys. Australia and Israel and New York and Africa, okay? So the only one I haven't seen yet is Africa, all right? So I've got to see Australia. I've got to see uh, Israel. I got to see, what did I say? New York. Finally, New York. My husband tried to take me to New York, but I don't know what happened. I kind of balked at it, but I got to go. So so Monica, make sure you're you going to go. Okay, and so all, all the only other part is Africa. And so the, all those other places I've got to see, I mean, I think I just want to say, I thank God for the people that show love to us. Johnny and Diane has made sure we've cruised, and we thank God for that. And we places that we just wouldn't have done if it hadn't been for the Lord and it hadn't been for this congregation helping us to go to Australia. Woo! That was really top high on my bucket list. And I just thank God. God has been so good for us, uh, to us. And I want to say this. Sometimes, you know, I, I look and I, and I wonder, when, I fir- when we first started the church, Pastor da- David worked a long time with no salary at all. And so when we first, I was like, how are we going to, Lord, what are we going to still do? You know, in my mind, it was like, how can we live like this? And so uh, what I remember, some of y'all don't know my story, and some of my story might embarrass some of y'all, but I'm going to tell it anyway because to God's glory. So, I, so I'm a thrift store person. For anybody that's embarrassed about it, you need to get a grip because God's blessed me there. Okay, so I'm at the th- I'm at the thrift store, you know, and I'm walking through the store thinking about how are we going to live like this? You know what I'm saying? Not not getting any income. Pastor's not getting a check. What's You know, is this really what we... And, and the Lord takes me to the thrift store, tells me I'm walking down the aisle, and he tells me to pull out these shorts. Now, you guys, they were hoochie mama. Girls know what I'm talking about. Hoochie mama shorts that... I couldn't have fit my thigh in. And so I was like, God, are you talking to this girl? And so when I pulled them out, I, I was like, I don't know, why would he want me to pull these shorts out? I wouldn't wear these, and I wouldn't even recommend them to be worn. And so as I pulled them out, God says, look in the pocket. Put your hand in the pocket. And this is when I'm crying to the Lord, like, how are we going to maintain? What's going to happen? I look into the pocket, and there in that pocket is $20 bill. Now, that might not have excited y'all, but right at that moment, Jesus was speaking to me. And he was letting me know, if I can let you tell you to put your hand in these shorts, I don't even go over to the short house, go in these shorts, $20, I will take care of you always. And I'm telling you right now, he has supplied all my needs according to his riches, and he's got more riches than anybody in here, out there. He's got riches to supply my needs. He's a promise keeper, and I want you guys to know that this morning. God is a promise keeper, and he will take care of you. And so I pray that blessing on anybody. Now, I pray it on everybody. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Father, these are your people, God. And as we have come out this morning, God, you know our concerns. You know our worries. It could be financially. It can be in our health, God. It could be in our mind. It can be in our relationship. God, wherever our concern is, you are, God. You are already there, God. And know all together, God, what you have planned for us. And so, God, we ask right now, God, we have faith, but help our unbelief. Where there is any doubt this morning, God, we ask right now, help our unbelief. 
we will trust in you. We will believe in you. We will stand on your word and stand on your promises. And God, we will declare your glory among the people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. What a good God day. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're getting ready this morning for the word of God. Without the word of God, I'll, when you go out, you know, Carver is kind of quiet when, compared to New York, okay? There are just people everywhere. And when I saw these people, I thought, just watching them, I, I was like, there's just this whole world that needs Jesus. And we're called to bring them that love, that joy. We're called to bring them the gospel, the good news, the good news. And so we can get inundated with the bad news of the world so much that we forget we're the carrier of the good news. All right? So today we open our ears and we open our hearts so we can get some more good news, so we can be carriers of the good news of Jesus Christ to a dying world, to a suffering world, to a scared world. And before my Adonijah walks out, Adonijah, see? You thought, uh-uh, today is my grandson's birthday. Can y'all believe it? He is 20. 20. Can y'all believe it? 20 years old. I was there. I was saw him. Oh, my God. He's 20. Look how, oh, 20 years. Come on, we're going to sing it really, really quick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nigel. Happy birthday to you. And many more, grandson. Thank God for our grandson. Amen. That tall, awesome man of God. Amen. We're getting ready to call up our pastor right now. And we thank God for the man of God that God has given to this house. We thank God for the word. That he st I saw him even after he's come on vacation, he's studying for the word. On the plane, he's studying for the word. Get home. We got home late last night. He's still studying for the word because he wants to feed us the word of God. And so we thank God for the man of God and for the word that God has for us this morning. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. How are we doing this morning? Blessed, highly favored. Isn't that right? Man, let's pray for this message this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now, Lord, for your grace and your goodness, Lord, for just allowing us to be here today, to come from our various places and our homes, Lord. We know it's only because of you, God. And we ask you, Lord, to just have your way, Lord, continuing as you we speak through your word, God. Move me out of the way. Lord, move our intellect out of the way. Lord, that we can receive and hear what your word is saying unto us, Lord. Let it speak to our spirit, Lord, that we may be able, hallelujah, to receive and to apply it to our everyday living, God. That we can be the light and the salt that you want us to be, God. That we can demonstrate your ways and your principles, Lord, in a world, Lord, that needs so much more of you. Lord, so we pray right now that your divine will be done here in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Be seated. Amen. We Thank you, Lord, for just the opportunity. Again, you know, I never take travel for granted. Amen. When you get on them airplanes and whatever vessels you find yourself on, it's all man-made. Amen. I just thank God. Even when I get up get home, I thank God because I made it home. Just driving from here to there because, 
you know, it's not our goodness. Amen. Amen. And to thank God in everything and, you know, not take anything for granted. So I just thank him for traveling safe to and fro because, you know, anything can happen at any time. That's why it behooves us to be ready. Yes. Have our heart, our soul, our mind, amen, ready, amen, to meet the Lord. Because guess what? We all going to meet him. Amen. amen. Regardless, amen. We're going to meet him, amen. And, and, you know, I'm looking forward to it, but although I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to go nowhere quick, amen. But I don't know. Sometimes I just think about what that day is going to be like, amen. How is it really going to be? Anybody ever think like that? Lord Jesus. You know, what's it going to be? How glorious is it going to be, amen. That's all the, all the things that we read in the Bible can't even begin to explain or even just just open it up you know so I, I'm, I'm excited amen I'm, I'm curious to see amen but I want to finish my course here you know this morning we're going to continue on the course that we started amen I, st I spoke on on July 10th and we thank God for the word that Pastor Linda brought to us on last week amen speaking of Jesus wants to heal reach we got to do our part to receive Amen. I, I thank God because as she was talking about that heal, amen, we need to be healed in every area of life, not just our physical, amen, healed mentally, amen. You know, that, that theme as we're talking about just being free from every aspect of, of disorder or disease or malady in our bodies and our lives, amen. We want to be free to experience all that the Lord has for us in every part of our lives, isn't that right? Amen. And we want to experience living, amen, without burden and without weight, you know, so you just, this is, as I began working on this series that we're going through, dealing with freedom, there's so many areas that oftentimes we don't even realize how bound up we are, amen. how, 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 you know, corralled and the, the boundaries and the restrictions that, that come in our everyday living that we just become accustomed to, I mean, following after, you know, Patterns or patterns, sometimes they say I say the word pattern, it's only pattern, right? Which one is it? Pattern? Is it pattern? Pattern. Just because I like to put my own. Amen. Y'all got me, right? All right. My pattern. We follow the patterns of the world. Oh, yeah, say it again. Of the world. Amen. And and we, we we have so become bound up in certain ways of thinking that we cannot be free in our thinking. You know, anybody in here ever, ever just wrestled in your own mind with stuff? Uh, okay. So the area we still talk about, we I, I began on the tenth, amen, talking about the topic freedom. The freedom what? And what? How many givers I got in the house? Let me see you raise your hand. All right. Well, maybe maybe fifty percent of us. Maybe. Amen. So I guess everybody else is takers. The uh, consumers. You know, because you're gonna be on one side of the fence or the other. And all right. How many? Let me ask this question. How many of us love to receive? I see a whole lot more hands up now. Mm -hmm. Be ready to receive, amen. Depending on what it is, of course. 
Isn't that right? Amen. We like to receive good things. Amen. So we gotta be, if we want to receive good things, we got to know how to what? Give good things. Amen. So this freedom in giving, amen, it, it, it can help us be freed up from the struggle, the weight, the burden, amen, as I, I touched on before, of dealing with our finances. But giving is more, has more to do with other things in our lives and not just finances. I don't want us to limit it to finances. Isn't that right? And so as we continue in this specific area, though, I want us to give ear, amen, because the word of God has a lot to say, amen. I, the more I dig, the more I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow. If we would get it, we would get it. Come on. You know, how many, I, I believe we want to get it. Ain't that right? You know, so as we go through this, you know, I, I want to try to make it simple as we look at the principles in Scripture of giving itself I and mean, how it demonstrates how it works in every area of our lives. Amen. And then as we do that, amen, one of the, one of the truths that we must come to, uh, to accept at face value is, is, for the most part, we are all selfish. Amen. Amen. When we just, just, just let that sink in for a minute. You might be saying, I, I ain't selfish. <laughs> Not me. You know, even Christians, we come to church, why? Because we want self to be saved. You, you didn't get saved for somebody else, did you? Right? So, so when it all boils down to it, man, we, we, we can have this thing going on. Let me, let me, see, let me lay it out like this. We were all children once, right? And most of us in here, if not, you know, the majority have had children or dealt with children. How many of us have ever gone to a birthday party and had to explain to a child that was there that what? It ain't your party. Because they get upset. They want to cut the cake. They want to blow out the candles. They want to open the gifts. Why? Because it's about me. Oh, let me ask you this question. How many parents in here have ever had to teach your child the word mine? Anybody? I don't see no hands going up. But they're quick to learn. Mine. And I think most of us have had the challenge or the, the experience of teaching a child to share. Right? See, so this, this thing about self is, is pretty inherent to us as people. And the, and the truth of the matter is it lingers through adolescence and into adulthood. But we deal with it on different levels in adulthood. Isn't that right? Because we three times seven. We grown. You know, but the more you, more you, the older you get, the more selfish you can become. And sometimes we don't even realize it until someone starts messing with our stuff or putting pressure on our stuff. Amen. And, and the thing that gets us our stuff is what? Our money. Money can set us free. Isn't that right? Our money can have us bound up. It all depends on how we look at it. Amen. So we're going to work on that. The fact that it's not your party. All right. I want you to think in a little bit more. Amen. It's not your party, and everything that you see ain't yours. 
So we got to work on that mind mindset. Amen. Amen. In the last part, just like any other child, amen, because we're the children of God. And he's working on us, amen, trying to teach us how to share what he has given us, what he has blessed us with. Amen. And it's not all about us. Amen. But he wants us to be his vessels and his instruments. Amen. He wants to find a, a conduit that he can operate through. But in order for us to be able to do this, we've got to have a whole new mindset about finances, about functioning in the world. Amen. From a, a spiritual kingdom, biblical perspective when it comes to this particular area. And, you know, like I said last week, you know, on the 10th, Amen. A lot of times people don't, why are you talking about money in church? We, um, you know why? Because they talk about money in the Bible. Amen. And, and money has a way of affecting all of our lives. Amen. No matter where you are, what country you find yourself in, it all, it all comes back to, hey, how are we able to operate? What is the medium of exchange in that country or this country or whatever country, whatever you call it, amen, pesos, dinero, whatever you want to call it, it still comes down to the same thing. We need those to operate. Isn't that right? But let's look at this, this thing about just the simplicity. Go to, with me to Proverbs. Amen. You can put it up on the screen. You don't have to go see a scripture unless you want to. Amen. Proverbs 18 in this 24th verse. It says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. See, and in the context of, of what we're talking about, you know, a lot of times we say we ain't got no friends. Right? But the problem could be is that you haven't invested. You haven't shown yourself friendly. Isn't that right? Because you want to have a friend. Now, there is a defense that we use to keep people away. Come on, Pastor David. I see the heads going up and down. Mm -hmm. We know how to keep people away, right? We, we can show ourselves as unfriendly, unapproachable. Don't bother me. Mean. You know, having a scowl on our face or just overlooking people and being rude. There's all kinds of ways that we know how to push people away. Amen. Because we don't want them invading our space. Right? And then you wonder why people tell you you ain't got no friends. You know, that's why you ain't got no friends. Because you don't know how to be friendly. But then you see somebody else that people just all around them like you're just a, the buzz. Amen. Everybody want to be with them. Everybody want to talk to them. And you look at them. How come everybody like them so much? You know? But they've learned how to show themselves friendly. In other words, they're giving, so they're receiving. They're giving themselves. They're giving their warmth, their love, their approachability, all that. They're allowing it to go forth, and they're reaping the benefit right. of that. You know, so don't get mad at them. Right. Just change your face. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with but don't, don't, don't get mad at it. Just learn how to be friendly. Don't be so fearful, amen. But, you know, being friendly requires risk. Isn't that right? That's what stops a lot of us. I've been hurt. They done took advantage of me. You know, so when you build a wall. Isn't that right? You build a wall, and when you build that wall, guess what? You're not just keeping the bad people out. 
You're keeping the blessed people out. You're keeping the ones that can be a blessing in your life, amen, and can help you walk through any situation. You're keeping them out, amen. So in other words, you got to sow into people in order to have that to come back to you. Amen, of yourself, your time, your, your uh, availability, you know, all those things, amen. Otherwise, you, you can just choose to remain suspicious of everyone else, amen, and continue to remain alone. But God didn't create us to be alone, amen. He, he made us social creatures, isn't that right? You know, so through the experience, you, you, uh, this experience, we got to learn how to, to release in order to what? receive. You got to let go. Amen. One scripture, it's not in my notes, but, you know, I looked at it and it says, to cast your bread upon the waters for what? It's going to come back to you after many days. But the thing is, you don't know which day that's going to be. But God does. Amen. And I don't know about y'all, but there's been times that I, I've sown into this or into that. Amen. And, and it came back to me right when I needed it. Not when I was looking for it or hoping for it or even demanding or wanting it, but right when I needed it, it came back. Amen. Because why? God is the one, amen, that sees and knows, amen. So in order to, to get to this place, amen, that we've got to truly begin to, to be able to release things, amen, into other people, amen, so that we can receive, amen. We can be able, amen. You, you, you pray for the sick even though you might be sick, Amen. I mean, so like I said, there's a lot of areas that we're talking about in this giving. It frees us up, amen. But as we dig into this a little bit further, you're going to see more of what I'm talking about, amen. Because it requires us taking a risk, amen, to, to trust. And I know sometimes it's hard to trust. Trust is not a given, isn't that right? Trust has to be earned, right? That is a trick question. It is a trick question because sometimes we trust people we don't know more than we trust people we do know. Amen. Why? Because the people we do know have broken our trust. Therefore, we don't trust them until we get to a point where we just don't trust nobody. Right? I, I, I distrust everybody equally. Or you can choose to trust God, amen, and let him deal with the people. You see, and therein it comes freedom. Why? Because I'm giving my trust because I know he said he would look out for me. Amen. He would take care of me. He said in the scripture lesson, know if I dash my foot against a stone, well, he'll be right there. But see, when we take control and we take power and we take authority over everything, we don't leave room for God. You know, so it, it, and it comes the same thing when dealing with our M-O-N-E-Y, <laughs> our money. Okay, move on, Pastor. Don't talk about money. But I want to drop this nugget on you. When you buy something, your money, that God has blessed you with, yeah. right? Because he says that he's the one to give you the ability to gain wealth. Right. Because if God didn't give you the knowledge and the ability, you couldn't do nothing. Amen. But see, so when you, 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 you take your money and you spend it and you buy something, the reward is inherent already. It's built in because there's an exchange. That takes place, you know, exchange of goods and services, amen. You got something in return. You use your source for a resource and that, okay, so the reward has been received. But when you give, huh? let me say that again. When you give, you leave room for God 
to bless you in return. You see, when you give, not not expecting, not and let me let me make this clear, and I'll probably say it more times than once today, not giving to get. That's 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 not how God. But we're giving out of the love of God. We're giving as unto the Lord. Whether you're blessing someone in need, Amen. The Holy Spirit speaks to you, Amen. God speaks and tells you to bless this one, or or you see somebody hurting. I'm going to talk about that probably more next week. But you see somebody hurting or in need and you bless them in the name of the Lord, stand by. Because why? It, it allows him. And the thing is, God is able to bless us exceedingly more than we can ask or think. He can do so much more, amen, with what we have, amen. So he, he has the, the wherewithal to bless us. Amen. More than you can imagine when you're doing it in the right way. Amen. So this, this isn't a, 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 a get rich scheme. Amen. Because God, the blessings of God can and most likely will come back to you in a more valuable way than money. But he, he, he tests us in that area because we're so all so needy. And let me say, you know, I'm not needy. Let me, boy, give, just give me your paycheck. Uh, you need that, right? So when I say needy, it don't mean a, in a bad way. But we need that to operate. We saw last, you know, on the tenth that you know money answereth all things. Yeah. Amen. Right. But we touched on this scripture here. Let's look at Luke six and thirty-eight again. We touched on it, you know, when I was speaking last on this, and it says, "Give and it shall be given unto you." I can just hang out right there, but let me read the whole thing. Given it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Amen. So as we look at this, there's some points in here that I don't want us to overlook. That's why I'm just going back over it real quick again. Because like I said, we touched on it, but we didn't really break it completely down. But it starts off, the first thing you see in that verse is what? Give. Give. Amen. And this is Jesus speaking. I mean, he was, he was doing teaching in here, and, and he was going on a lot of different principles, but he got to this one, and he said, give, and it, what? Shall. What does shall mean? That's a promise. That's like a guarantee. It's a promise. He said, if you give, it shall be. Now, see, that takes away the guesswork. He didn't, say, he didn't say, I might bless you. It might come back to you. He said that it shall be given unto you. He makes a promise when we do it with, in the right way. So that means I shouldn't have to be afraid of what I release. You know, I told people over the years, amen, we've been, oh, goodness, talk about longevity in marriage, amen. I met Pastor Linda in 1972. How many of y'all was born in 72? <laughs> very, very few of you. Mm -hmm. 72, amen. We got married in 74. So in um, two years, we'll be hitting 50 years of marriage. I thought I could have been married for 50 years. <laughs> Do she look like she's been? I don't even look like I'm old enough to be married for 50 years. Don't I? Come on, baby, talk to me. <laughs> so, so, 
So, but what I, what I want y'all to understand is, you know, it's not our goodness at all. But over the years, what I'm really bringing out up is because we've had to invest in each other. And as she touched on, there were times when the investment wasn't good and the return wasn't good. Amen. And we didn't enjoy the lack of return, so we had to learn how to invest more, amen, and overcome some of them stingy areas, them selfish areas, even in marriage, amen, that was affecting our relationship. So when I say give, it, it, it covers every area of our lives, amen. It, it, it can't be one way. Amen. See, a lot, there's a lot of people, that I'm not looking at nobody but my boy right now, but a lot of people like to, re, like to receive and receive and receive. And, and, and when they give me enough, then I might. Right? I talk to couples all the time, and they say, well, I got to be the one to give in. You want something in return, don't you? And then you talk to the other, the other you know, spouse. Why well, I got to be, y'all stay in that posture. And, and see how long this thing gonna last, amen. But if you if you strive to meet her every need, and 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 he strives to meet your every need, who's gonna be lacking? Nobody. But you'll be because you'll be blessed with the return that's coming your way. Yeah. You know. So when you think about that, so you know you can see if a marriage ain't working, somebody's not giving. Amen. Or somebody's giving in the wrong place. But I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Amen. So the first thing we see in, in that is give. But then it, it tells you how. It says it shall be given. Then there's a how is going to come back to you. You say, and, and it says good measure. I mean, in other words, not a little bit. How many of us could use good measure? I'm here. Amen. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I mean, it, it, it's telling us that it, it's going to be a multiplied return, overflowing. I, can you handle that? But see, again, it could be in any area that God chooses because the, the reality is he knows what we need more than we do. I remember years ago I preached the message, what you want is not what you need. Amen. A lot of times we're going after what we want and we're leaving the need behind because if I get what I want, I miss what I need. And I, that what I need is what I really need to handle what I want. So I get the want and I can't handle the want because I didn't get the need taken care of first. You know, so we, we got to get to that place. But he said it's going to be good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. And now, where's it going to come from? Because, you know, I've never seen resources come falling from heaven. Right? So he lets us know, shall men give unto your bosom? In other words, God's going to use people. Yes. But if you're unfriendly, uh-oh. If you done pushed everybody away, you're cutting off your blessing. That. That very person that you, you, you pushed away might be the very one God brought into your life to be a blessing to you, to speak into your life, amen, to, to sow into your life, whatever the case might be, amen. See, but So it, when we understand God's way of doing things, amen, we, we can lay aside all those things that restrict and limit, 
and, and bind us up in our life, amen, and we can flow like he wants us to flow, amen. So he says, so man, in other words, he's going to use others to deliver to you, amen, what he desires to be in your life. And we've experienced that. You know, believe me. I mean, we, I mean uh, you know, I'm, let me just tell you this one story. We, as we were working on the building we were in for 18 years over there, back to 2013, we remodeled and, you know, just went through and remodeled, redid the floors, you know. Deacon Juan, he met me and him would be there late at night laying tile, you know, just working on that building, getting, sprucing up God's house, you know. You, took us a while to get it done, and many of us, we, we was working hard, amen, putting it in. You know, one day we was in there, and a gentleman that we knew, amen, here in town, stopped by, you know, and, you know, because one of my projects, I had a project planned for as soon as we got done with the, the building, I had a project at home that I knew I he need, needed to take care of, so we was already talking, planning to get it done. This gentleman walks in, and he said, can I have a word with you for a minute? I said, sure. I mean, good friend. He lives down the road from us. He said, I rode by your house, and, you know, I was looking, and I seen that your deck needed replacing. Because that's the project I had planned. He said, I said, your deck needs some work and needs replacing. And I'd like to know, can I do that for you? I'm like, hmm? Say, what? Save me a whole lot of work? Sure. Absolutely. And the next week, he had a crew show up. They tore down the old deck second story and the porch not just the deck and the porch and in two days they had everything reconstructed beautiful you know how much it cost me I think it was like $2.35 because they ran out of a washer that they needed so I ran to Home Depot and got it for them <laughs> and later when I was talking with him I found out that deck cost over $7,000 to do the work didn't cost me none. Why? Because as I was building God's house, right. sowing into his house, he's working on my house. That's how God does things. And I'm still, we're still enjoying that deck to this day. Amen. Because God is good like that. I mean, he'll take care of you. Amen. If you're not, if you're not just fearful to give of yourself, of your resources, of your time, amen, into others. Because why? You find yourself being a conduit for the word and the use of God in the earth. Amen. But I got I to move on here. Amen. And look at what he says also. Amen. The condition of the promise. There's always, nah, I knew it, there had to be a catch. Right, let's look at this. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you. In other words, what's he saying? How you give Hallelujah. is going to determine how you receive. So if we read the scripture, I believe, last week, he said, you know what? As we were looking at it, he said, God loves what? A cheerful gift. Now, if you're giving grudgingly, it's not going to work too well. I mean, if I, if the you know, Lord tell me to bless Pastor Sam here with someone, I don't want to do that. No, if you give grudgingly, amen, you're not doing it cheerfully, amen, so therefore you're cutting off your blessings. Amen. Uh, if he tells you to give so much and you only give so much, less than what he told you, amen, again, you're minimizing. What did we talk about, you know, the last time we talked about if you, God gives you 10 acres and all you, all you plant is 100 by 100 plot, you ain't going to get much back in return, right? 
So, in other words, he wants us to be liberal and joyful in our giving. Because God will meet your every need. And the scripture lets us know that he owns what? It's more than that. The Bible says he owns everything. It says it, it all belongs to him. Amen. Even you. All right. We'll get there. Amen. But it's just so we see here the promises of God. Amen. That we got to get to a place. Amen. That we grab hold of, you know, this this promise in the area of releasing. Don't be afraid because that's what binds us up. You know, we get to the place we get fearful. We, we might be short on real, and we be like, I hope they don't ask me for nothing. Right? And no, see, because why? You're afraid that you're going to run out. But if God is your source, <laughs> he never ran out of nothing. Right? So he knows how to take care of it, amen. But we know, I just want to show you, amen, how this, uh, again, is a path to, to increase. But you've got to release to receive. And, and as we understand this, we're working. Let's look at Proverbs, what it says in Proverbs, the 11th chapter, amen, verse 24 through 26. It says, there is that scattereth and that and yet increases. Now, he's talking about there's those that scatter, okay? And yet increases, and there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Holding on so tight and still broke. Hmm? <laughs> the Bible, I mean, I, I'm serious, the Bible talks so much, it, it talks about, you know, when, when you hold back from God, he, he'll, it's like putting your money in bags with holes. That's what the scripture says. It purges with holes. In other words, it's just falling through. You wonder, where's it going? You, know, you, you try to hold back, something going to break down. <laughs> something going to cost you something. <laughs> you know, in one way or the other, he said, it tends to positively. The liberal soul shall be made fat. In other words, it's not talking about physically, of course. But in liberal soul, you're going to be blessed with what he's saying. And, I mean, the, the liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth, shall be watered also himself. In other words, you're not going to run out. You're not going to dry up, okay? It's going to keep coming. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But blessed shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. In other words, release. Don't hold it on. Don't be like the man that had the barns. Say, I'm going to tear down my barns because my barns are full and I ain't got no more room for more. So I'm going to tear down my barns. I'm going to build bigger. So I can keep more stuff to myself. But in that one, in the Lord, in that proverb, he said, that day the Lord required his soul. And who's going to have all that stuff you sold and you, you kept and you hoarded and you held on for yourself? Somebody else is going to enjoy it. Isn't that right? So in other words, you, you need to put it to work. You know, sometimes we store stuff. I, I, I'm guilty. I had a storage unit that I paid monthly monthly stuff wasn't using so I mean I have to kept this story for like four or five years and I had to come what am I doing Lord just 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 paying money for stuff that I probably never use you know and, and if I release it somebody else can use it you know but you know you, you know how we just hold on to stuff because it's our stuff 
Anybody in here like that? They ain't got to raise your hand. But we, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm literally paying to store stuff that some of, some of, most of it didn't cost me nothing. So if I let it go, I'm not losing. But I'm holding on to it, and I'm just paying, 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 paying. And then when I finally emptied out the storage unit, I got rid of it all anyway. Amen. So it's like, stuff. Don't get hung up on stuff. Amen. If it ain't, you know, I, but I've learned lessons over the years. And, and one thing I know that if you let it go, you ain't going to miss it. You ain't going to miss it because there's always something else coming. Isn't that right? We moved from one house to the other. I had a three-car garage. Okay, we had three and, and one of the bays was just full of stuff, boxes, whole walkers. And we lived there for three years, and I, I never got in those boxes because I moved them from the last house and, and put them in the garage. But when I decided to move from this house, I, and the men from the church was helping, I said, you know what, see all those boxes up there? Put them on the truck and take them to the dump. Didn't even look in them. Because if I start looking... Right? That's my stuff. I think they made three loads to the dump. Didn't even look in the boxes. And guess what? I ain't miss none of it. I wasn't using it anyway. Just a lesson to the wiser. You know, you got a bunch of stuff. Just look at your neighbor and say, let it go. Let it go. You know, because we get that, I'm gone. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and, it, and I can use it. Let it go. Let's say it together. Let it go. It's costing you more than you know. Amen. And not just financially. Let it go. Amen. Get that burden off. Get, that, get free of it. Yeah, just say, get free of the stuff. Especially the stuff you don't, you, don't, you don't need and you ain't using. Just let it go, amen. But we want to be like this, this liberal soul that's, that's being made fat because we know how to release and we know how to let go. The Lord has blessed us, amen. He blesses us according to our response to his word in these areas. Because the more we put his word to practice, amen, the more we receive the return, amen, in his word. He said, you know, like the friend, be friendly and you're going to have friends. Amen. Show love, amen. And guess what? Love's going to come back your way. Amen. And so, so we just grab hold of this, amen, we'll, we'll begin to see. But the question is, what kind of results are we getting in our life? Because, yeah, you know, we, most of us know the saying, if you don't like what you're getting, you got to change or check what you're giving. Right? Because it's going to come back one way or the other. It's going to come back positive or it's going to come back negative. So we need to get to that place, amen. Let's look at Genesis 8 and 22 because this is a principle. I'm not just talking about stuff and all that, but I really want us to understand a biblical principle. In Genesis 8 and 22, as the Lord was talking about and looking at how he had destroyed the earth, and restoring everything after the flood. And this verse was, you know, his, one of his, his promises, amen, that he made. And it says, while the earth remaineth. Genesis 8.22, y'all got it? Amen. I'm going to put it up there. All right, there it is. It says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, 
and cold and hot, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. What's God saying? He says, as long as the earth remains, the first one he mentioned is seed time and harvest. In other words, if you don't sow no seed, there'll be no harvest. But seed time and harvest, seeding the ground as a farmer, amen, or as a gardener, right, Phil? When you put that seed in the ground, it's going to come. The harvest is going to come. God made the seed, and the seed is guaranteed. So when you put the seed in the ground, there will be a harvest. That God has established. That's when you talk about seed time and harvest. You give, and there's going to be a return. Amen. And then we look at the other ones. He said cold and hot. Can any of us control the temperature? Mm, that's God. How about summer and winter? Again, that's God. Has it changed in your lifetime? Hmm? There's still summer and winter. There's still hot and cold. Amen. And there's still day and night. So if those three can be so solid. And the number, the first one again, seed time and harvest is just as solid. So when you sow as unto the Lord, amen, even in our giving, you sow finances into somebody or into ministry, you sow love into somebody, amen, in the name of the Lord, doing it as unto God, amen, when you are faithful in your job and you sow faithfully and you work as unto the Lord, not unto man, because sometimes we feel like, I just don't want to work, I don't like what they got me doing, I, you know, we, we go through all that, I've been there, you know, but then when you change, you shift, and you change your mindset, and you say, you know what, I'm a child of God. I'm his ambassador on this job. Amen. I'm going to sow into this job all that they ask of me. I'm not going to just do enough to get by, but I'm going to be honorable. Amen. I'm going to do it as though God is watching my every task. Amen. And watch what happens. There will be a return. But when we do it the other way, we're not opening up the principles of God to operate in our lives. See, so like I say, this is not just about finances. It's about being a, 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 a willing vessel to demonstrate and to operate the ways of God in this world. That should be who we are. Our responses, all these things, amen, it all comes back to doing it as unto God. Because now I'm a, I'm a child of God. Amen. And you know, I, I look at as we grew up, I was the num number seven of seven, the youngest one. Amen. And there was always there was always this, you know, watch how you, you know, you don't want to bring shame on the Jenkins name. <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not the only one in here that had that conversation with it, right? Don't bring shame on the name, right? Amen. But when the name is, is good, everybody understands you like to be a part of that. But when the name is bad, who are you from? Well, my name is you, you, you kind of mumble it because you don't want to know you associated with that crazy family. Right? So I know somebody here know what I'm talking about. But when the name is good, we can poke out our chest a little bit. Yeah, I'm a Jenkins. What you got to say about it? See, because I, I had four big brothers. So by the time I got to high school, didn't nobody bother me. You know, because there was a lot of fighting going on in school back then, middle school, high school. But when I got there, my brothers had already paved the way. You know, so the sailing was, isn't that right, Otis? That's my oldest brother sitting over there. Y'all don't see it? Stand up, Otis. Let, let them see what I'm talking about. Some of them don't know who you are. 
See, so by the time I got there, Amen. don't mess with the Jenkins. Amen. Right? And, and see, it, it should be the same for a child of God. Yes, that's right. right? Because we are demonstrating, we are protecting, amen. We are operating in a way, amen, that brings glory to the kingdom, amen. And when you identify yourself as a child of God, people know, no, you don't want to mess with them. But see, today it's not that way, and there's a problem with that. I got a problem with that. Christians have let down the standards. Isn't that right, Peter? We have let down the standard, and because of that, amen, people that, yeah, right, we don't want to hear you no more. Cancel culture is trying to get rid of your faith. Because why? We have dropped the ball. But that doesn't mean that you or I individually have got to drop that ball. We can grab it and run with it, and if we just trust God, he will be the one that leads us to the goalpost. But if we just hold on and do it his way and trust him, amen, and all these things, you know, the Lord has, you know, decreed that seed time and harvest is not going to change, just like day and night. Amen. So when you're doing it as unto God, this principle is going to operate in your life. It's going to function in your life. We got to grab hold of that, amen, realizing that God is our source. Just tell somebody, God is your source. No matter what you need. God is your source. Amen. And we just hold on, amen, and believe that and trust him. He's able. You know, he does not want us to, to fail. That's not God's goal and purpose. Let's look here at Timothy. Amen. Because uh, we're talking about these godly principles. In 1 Timothy 6, and I'm going to read this passage, and then we're going to dig into it a little bit more. But it says, in verse, starting at verse number 6, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. No U-Hauls following the hearse. Okay? You're not taking it with you. Okay? But it says, and have food and raiment. And having food and raiment, let us be what? There with content. He said, you got food and clothes. Be content. Somebody said, well, I ain't got nothing to wear. I got to go buy a new dress because I, I can't wear something I already wore to that party or to dinner. I tell I, like, I ain't got, yeah, I'm, 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 I won't even ask y'all. But I, I, I know it's in the house. Girl, I ain't got nothing to wear. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Okay? Because, you know, us, uh, us men, we just. I ain't got nothing to wear, boy. <laughs> that don't even sound right. <laughs> that don't even sound right. But y'all get what I'm saying. He said, just having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. In other words, he said, you just get caught up in all this stuff. Wanting more and not being content with that that you have, it can open the door for trouble. Yeah. Amen. And I know that, you know, some of us in here may have experienced that. He said, drowned, overwhelmed, overtaken with destruction. In perdition. Then he goes on to say, for the love of money 
is the root of all evil. Don't let anybody ever tell you that money is evil. Money is just an exchange. Money is just an object. It's what you do with it and how you view it. He said the love of money. See, sometimes we love it so much we can't let it go. Come on now. Uh, we love it so we just want more, 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 more. But the love of money is the root. People are in prison over money. People are in the grave over money. Amen. Right? Marriages break up over money. Amen. So it can be destruction and bring trouble into our lives. I mean, if we don't view it rightly and with understanding, he said the love of money is of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. Uh-oh. He said chasing the money, chasing the dollar, amen, have turned away from the faith. Why? Because money became more important. The pursuit of money became more important than our faith and standing on the word of God and the way and, and notice nowhere he says money is evil or having it's how we, it's our relationship with money and, and believe you me we have a relationship with money but it's that relationship with money amen that can override and trump our relationship with God that's what he's talking about so that becomes more important then that relationship with him, amen, and therefore we find ourselves erring from the faith. Why? Because this medium of money has become more important to me, amen, than my faith with God, with God my relationship with God. Amen. He says, and look what he says, they've erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, goodness, faith, love, patience, meekness. In other words, seek those things more. Amen. Because he said, you know, in Matthew, we know how the scripture tells us, you know, in the sixth, in the sixth chapter, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. But if we, in other words, if you put him first, he, he'll still bless you. Amen. But it's got it needs to be in the right perspective. Amen. Because that relationship with God and with money can really trip us up. Amen. We can have an unhealthy relationship with God. Right? Because we work on having a healthy relationship with money. We've got to reverse that. Amen. You say, you know what? I might be broke financially, but I'm not broke spiritually. Right? And as long as I got that, I can trust that God will look out for me. Like she said, years went by. We went to work and did without a paycheck. But God did not let us go without shelter, food, clothes. Lived in nice places. Shelter, clothes, food. I mean, he did it. How he did it, that was his doing. Just day by day trusting him. Why? Because he said he would do it. And I, you know, I, you know, I, I let him know at one point, God, it's just me and you. <laughs> it's up to you. And just following him, being obedient to his word, amen, he's made a way. When he told me I couldn't take that one job, nope. I said, okay, God, <laughs> it's on you now. I, was, I, I had my li mind lined up. I, it was, it was going to come. You know, I was doing my part, and you said no. And I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be obedient. But now it's up to you. And he never failed. 
He never failed. He's made a way. Even all the little rugrats that was at home. He never made a You know, they were getting big by then, but, you know, he was, he made a way. Amen. And I, I thank God for that. Amen. But, it, but it's necessary, amen, for us to understand these principles. Let's look what he says in Ecclesiastics. I'm not going to bother y'all much longer. But in Ecclesiastics, the seventh chapter and the twelfth verse, he says, and I, in this verse here, hear what it's saying. For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is, hear what he said, that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. So now, look at this. He said, wisdom is the defense. It can protect us from all kinds of stuff. And he says, money is a defense. Right? Both of them are defenses. But wisdom, what's he say? The excellency of knowledge, okay, is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. You can have money and not have wisdom. Hallelujah. Right? What's the saying? There it is right there. A fool and his money is soon parted. Right? Also, I will go so far to say, uh, in that same saying, a fool and his money can soon be parted from God. We just read that, amen. They, they peer through with many sorrows because money becomes so important. But wisdom, in wisdom there's life. Money doesn't bring life. It brings stuff, right? But God is the life giver. And if we operate in the wisdom of God, amen, understanding that that is the ultimate defense because he said wisdom is a defense money is a defense against it can be your your defense against poverty your defense against eviction your defense but it can only only do so much because guess what god can do all those things too right he can do all that money can and more if y'all had food show up at your doorstep and you didn't have no money who did that Let me say it like this. It wasn't your neighbor. Because we already read the scripture say, when you do it as unto God, men shall give unto you. He finds an agent that he can use to bring you what you need. So you thank them, yes, if you know who it was. But ultimately, you recognize that that was the hand of God. Supplying my need when I couldn't do it on my own. See, he knows what we need. He knows where we are. Amen. I love how David said in, in the Psalms, he said, I once was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed beg bread. God will take care of us. And, and see, and, and why am I, I, I taking, you know, you might say, why are we going through all this about? Because I want us to understand that our number one resource, our number one source, our number one provider is God, not your job, amen, not your, your friends or your family or your bank account or your 401k, amen. That is not, because all that stuff, let them stock market crash. Where is it going to be? Gone. People are nervous now because the market's a little shaky, Right? So, but God ain't never been shaken. He ain't never let his people down. 
So I want us to get in the mind, amen, that no matter what happens, uh, it, it's good to do your due diligence and, and, and save and prepare and, you know, not be foolish and, and, and you know, all that with your, with your resources that God has blessed you with. No, don't, don't. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is put your trust more in God because that stuff can be gone. Amen. So when it, when it comes to the freedom, what's this got to do with the freedom? Because when I get that understanding, I can be free to give. I can be free to release. I can be free and I'm not holding on like, as if that's going to be my last cookie. No, God is your source. And he will take care of you. You know, and I, I just love that verse because it helps us to, to see the contrast between money and God money and wisdom because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Hello. So, so he's all up in there. If we just trust him and both of these things being that but only of the two only one brings life. Now they can be a defense but only one he says helps us to understand which brings life. Amen. So we need to get to that place and say help us Lord. In Proverbs 4 Amen. Verses 7, I mean 5 through 7, it says this, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, talking about wisdom, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, with wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. And that's really what we're working on here, amen, is getting an understanding in this area of our lives that can be so volatile, so scary, so shaky, amen, when it comes to our finances, amen, we, we, we make decisions based on our money, isn't that right? But how about you take those decisions to God? What? Talk, talk to God about my finances? Imagine that. Right. Talk to God. Yeah. When it's time to, to, to make a, a major purpose. Yeah. Amen. Right? Now, now think about it. We, we talk to the financial advisor. Yeah, we talk to our neighbor. We talk to you know, our relative. We, we, you know, we, we go to them for advice. Mm -hmm. See, this is where it comes in that having that relationship with God that he will give you advice. You know, he, he will direct you. You know, God is not just a savior, but he is a very intelligent being. He's he, and not only, he, he knows the outcome already. So if we would just work on that relationship with him so that we can talk to him, amen, and get his insight and his wisdom in our choices and our decisions, amen. Oh, goodness, don't you not know God? <laughs> well, I know from experience, and I know I'm not the only one in the room. Amen. But when we go to him and we ask him, Lord, what would you have me do? How would you, should I buy this car right now? It looked good. And they say I'm approved. But God know down the road, amen, COVID going to hit. You know, when God told us to move out that building over there, he was being our financial advisor. Because we was paying you know, about, you know, we were paying almost 10000 If I had signed the lease that was on my desk for, you know, the extended time, we'd have been paying a little over $10,000 a month for that building. Just to lease the building. 
You know, and we had been in there for 18 years. We started off, and it wasn't $10,000, but over the years, it went up, 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 up. You know, because I think we started, we paying maybe around 6000 a month, which was, it wasn't bad, but as it kept creeping, and God was blessed, we never, we never missed a payment, never came of a labor. You know, when it came to, I just didn't feel it right in my spirit, you know, and, and, and so as I prayed, no, no, don't sign that. Got a whole other way for you to go. We moved out of that building, and what happened? COVID hit. Shut down the church. Everybody at home. Amen. Giving just dropped like. <laughs> and we just still been on the hook on a brand new lease for almost $11,000 a month. I said, let me, let me go ahead of them. And so, so they don't find themselves. See, God sees, and if you just listen, he will lead you. He will direct you. Amen. He'll order your steps and he'll be the light unto your foot, you know, the lamp unto your path. But you got to ease back from you being in charge and you being in control, even in your, with your money, and let God be the one to direct you. And he can help you make choices in your life that will benefit you. Amen. But see, we, so when I, what am I going through all this? Because why? We get saved all the times, but our, our finances are still over here. God, I give you my life, but not my checkbook. Not permission to, to, to order my finances. That's where we miss it. Because if you do it, amen, he wants to bless you. He really does want to bless you exceeding abundantly more than you can ask and think is what the word says. If you just let him in that area of your life, you would have no lack. Because he already said that he will make sure what? That he does what? Supply all your needs according to what? Not just his spirit, but his what? His what? His riches. I got one. I got a good amen corner over here. Amen. All, all of y'all, the rest of y'all, trying to, trying to wrap your mind around it. Just, uh, you know I mean? Did he talk, Did he really say riches? Yes. Yes, yes that's the word. Riches. His riches. Have you ever read when in, in the scripture where it describes heaven and the things that's going to be in heaven? Streets, like not 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 just paved with gold, but he said as translucent. He said, a, a city that, that has 12 gates. And each gate is carved out of a, a single pearl. That's a mighty big pearl to, to carve a city gate uh, in one. So God's got riches. You know, and you see, I want us to get to a place where we trust him to a degree, amen, through our relationship with him, that we can trust him like you trusted mom and daddy when you was a kid, and you didn't worry about, the light. you just hit that light switch, and you just knew it was going to come on. You just knew there was going to be dinner. Huh? You just, you just, see, see for, I would say for most of us, but see, we got to get to that place. We trust him, amen, like his children should trust him. That he will supply. He will make a way. He will open the door. But see, we down here trying to do can, I, I just can't even wrap my mind around that. At seven or eight years old, I got to get a job. So I can, I can make sure the lights are paid today. I got to get a job so that, so that I, I can get me a bologna sandwich. I, I never had those thoughts as a child. But kid, God's kids think like that all the time. Because we have not got to that place to know 
that he will take care of you. And if we would get freed up in this area of releasing the resources, amen, that he brings to us. See, because the, the scripture says, amen, that he would bless us to gain wealth that he might establish his covenant. He wants to partner with you, amen, so that his covenant can come to pass in the earth. But if we just hold him back and we're afraid and, and we, we don't think he's going to do what he said he would do, amen, because, you know, maybe we got ourselves in a bind at some time because we did not talk to God. Been there. In debt. Doing it my way. But he's faithful. He'll still bail us out. You know, he said, you know, you know how, but I love how he tells the different ones in scripture. He said, go and what? Sin no more. In other words, don't do it again. I got you out of it this time. How many of us ever done that? We just, get, just got out of debt and jumped right back in. Hmm? Instead of trusting him step by step, day by day, seeking him. This unimaginable thing of praying about it. Well, what if you say no? He might say no, and they say, I'm already approved for that Mercedes. They called me and said I was approved. I don't want to pray about that. God might say no. And then you get that Mercedes. Then the job market gets crazy. And what am I going to do now? You know, I've had people come to me, a brand new nice car, nice car. You know, and then things got shaky. I don't know, I might have to give it back. Did you pray about it? You get that blank stare, like, huh? Pray about it. Pray about that house. Pray about that car. Do you really need what you want? Remember? What you want is not always what you need. Sometimes we need to just be still, put some aside, build up a good reserve, amen, and still ask God what you want me to do with it, how you want me to handle it, how you want me to function. Because why? I gave my life to you. I'm your child. That means all that I am and all that I have belongs to God. You know, that's one thing when I, when I do weddings, amen. And what's the part that people, there's two parts in there that, that people sometimes don't like. And I've had people come to me and say, can we take this out of the vows? Yep, there it is right there. She said it, better for worse. Yeah, we don't need to say that part. I don't want to speak that over my marriage. I don't want to speak that over my marriage. I don't want to speak no worse over my marriage. I said, I can take it out all day long. But it's going to show up at your doorstep. Every day ain't going to be Sunday. So you need to know that you committing yourself, amen, to the better when happy, happy, happy day is there. And you committing yourself to when I can't stand the sight of you. Because those days are going to come. Hello? I said, no, I'm not taking it out. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. No. And then the other part at the end, and give all my world. You don't need to put that in there. What's mine is mine. Is you know I had this. Little, I got this little piggy bank, and I gotta quit. 
I got this little piggy bank at home that someone carved out of wood, and they, you know, it's wood, and then they got a hole where you can put two slots, one his and one hers. But when you put the money in there, when you put the money in her side, it goes to her side. But when you put the money in his side, it goes to her side. I said, that's about, I bought it. I said, that's about right. That's about how it works. You know, what's mine is mine. You know, nah. <laughs> what's his is mine and what's mine is mine. See, we still got that mind going on, right? But see, God will distribute to us according to our need. Amen. And he, you know, he, he also supply all of our wants as well. I mean, I got, I got to wrap this up so I can finish later. But I want us to get to this place to understand we have to operate in wisdom. We have to understand biblical principles of giving why God blesses us. Amen. And what to do with the blessing It's not to heap it upon ourselves. Amen. But it's to be a resource. It's to be a blessing. Amen. It's to allow God. To, if God speaks to you next week, I'm going to really mess with some people. But, you know, we just allow God to speak to us and be obedient to what he says. He'll blow your socks off. He will, he, but, but see, you're like, no, nah, uh-uh, no, no, I got to go. I got to go. But understand this. We have to get, my, the goal is to, to get us to a spiritual, biblical understanding of finances, of giving, amen, in order that we can operate from a kingdom perspective because the whole thing is what, you know, <laughs> it's hard to get people, especially God's people, to live from a kingdom perspective. That changes everything. No matter where, what your occupation, it changes everything. No matter who we might be, amen, so that we can learn how not to lean on the world's way and the world's responses, but on God's way and how he would have us to respond. So that people look at you, well, why did you, why did you give them that money? Because God says so. God says so. You know, why are you, why are you being nice to them? Because that's what you Christians do. Right? I mean, all things, amen, it's getting me, it's getting self out of the way and letting God show up. You know, the more we, we allow him to show up, the more he can get the glory out of our lives. It's getting our, ooh, let's see, I'm about to go in a whole other area. But he, he wants to do that. But I, I just want to touch on these couple things here real quick. We are as the scripture says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means everything. But then it don't stop there. It says, and they that dwell therein. That means the earth is his. All the stuff is his. Even the stuff we made, we use what God made to make the stuff. Isn't that right? We use the wood to make tables and chairs. We use his, his iron ore to make cars and aluminum. We, everything that we use belongs to God. But then he goes to the point to say, and they that dwell therein. We are all gods. You know? Whether we accepted him or not, we are all gods. Yeah. He created us. Yeah. Amen. And, and those of us who made the decision to surrender our lives to him, to give our lives back to him instead of trying to do it on our own, let's start letting him be the director of our lives. So we can come to him, but we still want to be in charge. We still, but no, he, he wants us to let go. You know, and, and Psalms, and look at this scripture. I've said it to you so many times, but 24 and 1, he said, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I want you to see it. 
the world. Now, what's the difference between the earth and the world? We'll go there in a minute. And they that dwell therein. Now, what's the difference between the earth and the world? We're quiet now. The earth, he created the earth. He created heavens and the earth, the physical earth. But when he talks about the world, he's talking about us, the people that are in the world, that make up the world. So when we talk about the world, amen, it's, it's the world that we grew up in, the world's way of doing things, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of responding. But then there's the kingdom. Remember what Jesus told them when they were questioning? He said, my kingdom is not of this world. He owned the earth. But he said, the, my kingdom is not of this world. In other words, my kingdom is not the way you do things. It's the way I do things. So we need to understand, when we're talking about the world, he's talking about that. Amen. There's a lot of, a lot of places I can take that. But understand, even the world is his. They're all his. Even though they may not be doing things his way. You know, it's our job to demonstrate how to do things this way. But we've got to understand and then begin to operate and demonstrate in his way of doing things, which would just begin to blow the minds of those that don't understand kingdom principles and kingdom ways. So when people say, why are you doing this? Because it's a kingdom principle. It's a kingdom way of living. It's a kingdom way of doing things. That would begin to, you know, a whole lot of conversation. What you mean? What kingdom are you talking about? This ain't no kingdom. Uh, let me sit down a minute. Let me tell you a few things. You see, and, and if we would understand who we are and whose we are, it can take us to a whole nother place, amen. So for, you know, us to get to this place, he can require anything he wants of us because we've given our life to him. We want to operate in his kingdom. He's the owner of all things. And it says here in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, Honor the Lord with all thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall break out with new wine. I'll deal with that in depth at another time. But we understand, amen, the earth is the Lord. He says, honor him. So when I'm doing what I'm doing, am I honoring God? Uh-oh. Honoring God. Am I honoring God? We got to get there. But we got to change our mindsets about money. We got to change our mindsets about functioning in his kingdom. As we go through our day to day to day, amen. Uh, I, I say this it's important that we understand his principles, it's important that we grab hold of it, you know, because God wants his people to be able to flow freely throughout this world. He said we're in the world, but what? Not of the world. Yeah. Amen. We're here to be the light and the salt. We're yeah, here to make right. a difference. Amen. We're, but if we're trapped and bound by the same systems and the same mindset in this particular area that everyone else is, we can't show a difference. Right. We can't. So we got to work on this. We got to work on, and, and I'm going to throw something else out there and, and that may hit some of you because it hit me. You know, we got to get to a place where we're dead free. Stop spending more than you make. Stop digging and going deeper and deeper in debt and, and, and living on credit. Because now you're slave to the lender. The scripture says this. 
it says that we become the slaves to the lender. And God don't want us to be saved. We want to be freed up in this area. Get, get free in this area because you can't, can't give if you, if you owe. You're not free to give. You're not free to do the things that God wants you to do, amen, because you're bound by the world system. So whatever we need to stop spending and start paying off stuff. Get rid of stuff. Get, and then when God wants to bless you, you talk to him, he'll show you how to get it. Amen. He'll give you the patience to save up for it or, or the blessing to be able to get. But see, it takes so much pressure off of you when the creditor is not calling you. Hmm? Oh, see, I, I know I done messed up now. I done, I done messed up now. See, see, when I talk, when I, when I, you know, I, I know when I started talking about this on the 10th and even today, people think I'm talking about just bring your money to the church. That won't even be an issue. That won't even be an issue when you get freed up. That won't even be an issue. But because well, how can I get when I owe this and I owe that? Get out of there. I owe, I owe. So what? Off to work I go. We want to get free. <laughs> I want us to be free. Amen. God wants us to be free. You know, because we, we find ourselves struggling with two mindsets. And then I'm going to quit. Amen. There's the abundance mindset that says, God is my father. He owns everything. And I shall not want. He told me that in the word. He said, and you shall not want because he's your father. So, so once we get to that place where we can operate in an abundance mindset, I'm not worried because God is going to take care of me. If he tells me to give my last, it, like the, the widow who gave her two mice, she gave her last. And God yeah. says, she's the one that's blessed more than anybody else. Yeah. She understands. But then there's the scarcity mindset that I need to hold on to all that I got, whether it's a lot or a little bit. I'm going to hold on. Because I, I, I might run out, and I need to find a way to get some more. Scarcity mindset means I, I, I can't give. I can't be a cheerful, liberal giver. Amen. It's hard for me to give it all because I'm afraid if I do, there won't be any more. God's got more than you can imagine. And we got to get to that place to understand. Understand? That helps me to, to bring it to a close. Amen. We, you, know, you, you, you can be poor, but spiritually rich. Right? And uh, the, the reverse is true. You can be wealthy in the cares and affairs of this world. Amen. And be totally spiritually bankrupt. Right. And the last one is not going to fare well when it comes time for us to, to meet him. Mm -mm -mm. Help yeah, us, Lord. Jesus. Proverbs eleven twenty eight says this. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. But righteous, but the righteous. Let me say it again. But the righteous shall flourish as a branch. Because why? We trust him. Our faith, our confidence, and all that is in God. Amen. He's our source, but he wants us, amen, to be able to have that freedom in that area of our lives. That we don't have that pressure. That's, that's a big pressure. I can tell you from my own experience, it's a big pressure, amen, to, to know that you owe, you owe more than what's coming in. Amen. Right? 
That's a lot of pressure on anybody, and that's not and that's not because God wants us in that position. It's and again, I can speak from my own experience. It's because I made bad choices, made bad decisions. You know, it was God didn't put me there. It was me. And once we come to that realization, now we can go to God and say, God, help me. Yeah. But we've got to begin to exercise some spiritual discipline, amen, in the area of our resources. And when we do it and we understand it, things can open up. He can show you ways. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come to you right now. We thank you, God. Lord, that this wasn't a message to make us jump and shout. But, Lord, our message that caused us to, to grow, to think, Lord, to exercise your ways and your principles, God, to have something on board, Lord, when our, when our flesh desires more and we can't really afford to get more. Lord, so help us in the name of Jesus to, to be able to see this area of our living, God, which touches each and every one of us, Lord, in the area of our resources, our finances, God, to understand how we, you desire, according to your words, for us to function. How it ought to be handled. What should be done. Lord, that we can get to that place, Lord, that our confidence and our trust is in you more than our riches. More than our resources. So we ask you, Lord, to search our hearts. Let it say it's me. It's me standing in the need of not just prayer, God, but in, in the need of understanding. Because your word said to get with that understanding is the thing that's going to keep us. Lord, to operate in the wisdom of your word. Now, as we make choices, as we make decisions, God, they're according to your purpose and your will for our lives. Not just the fulfilling and the satisfying of our desires or the desires of our flesh, but God, is doing it unto you. So have your way in us. Have your way through us. Help us to be freed up, Lord, to be givers in every area of our lives. Finances is just a true indicator of what is really going on. So help us, Lord, to trust you, to put our faith and our confidence in you, to know, God, that you are more than able to meet our every need, Lord, to open doors that no man can shut. And Lord, also, we ask that you shut doors that no man can open. And we don't go down that path. We don't go in that direction. Lord, close that door. Lock it. And help us get on the right path towards you. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I also open the altar. Amen. I, I ask anyone that hasn't given their lives to the Lord because he wants to be the orchestrator of your life. If you haven't given your life to him, amen, or maybe you need to recommit yourself to say, now is the best time to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank God for our brother Corey. Hallelujah. Let's reach our hands towards him. If there's anybody else, amen, now is a good time to say, Lord, I surrender. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this soul. You, you're working with, Lord, and you're working on him as well as us, Lord, and we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you you know his desire, you know his need, you know where he is with you, God. Lord, he's come forth, Lord, this morning, Lord, to 
recommit, rededicate himself unto you and your ways and your will, Lord. Let it be done, Lord. As you reveal to him his steps, as you reveal to him, Lord, his choices, his decisions, God. Hallelujah, Lord. And also letting him know that you accept him, Lord, but you love him too much to allow him to remain the same. So we pray in the name of Jesus that your divine will will be done in him. Let it be an inside job from the inside out that it will be done according to your purpose and your timing. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Keep pressing on this. Truly, God wants to do the work. Amen. Amen. And going home. Okay. Amen. Thank God for these beautiful children that Auntie brought up here to spend a couple of weeks. Amen. And getting ready to go home. So we want to reach toward them and pray for them as they get ready to travel back. Back to Reno. Amen. God will just continue to be with these precious children and even watching over our sister as she drives her home. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know, God, that you are able. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for the heart that you've given their aunt, Lord, just to go and get them, Lord, and just to let them be able to be blessed and be here with their cousins and their aunt and uncle, God. And we ask you in the name of Jesus, Lord, to just let your hand continue to be upon these babies, God. Lord, to continue to watch over them even when they get home, God, and meet their needs, Lord. And, Lord, that they would have every opportunity to, to be in church, Lord, and to be able to know you, God, and to love you, and to grow in you, in the name of Jesus. And we pray over Amanda, God, and Lord, that they drive them back home, Lord, that, Lord, you would be with her, God, you would watch over the vehicle, Lord, move every obstacle out of the way, Lord, and let your angels be her guide, Lord, watch over each and every single individual in that vehicle, God, Lord, as they go to and fro, and we thank you for it now, in Jesus' name, amen, thank you. Hallelujah. Precious, precious, precious. Amen. So I'm going to turn it over. Amen. Pastor Sam, would you close this out? Hallelujah. Amen. Let us say amen for that word. Thank God for that word. Uh, just take your seats momentarily while we uh, take up the offering. We'll, we'll get you out of here as soon as possible. <laughs>